Well, hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Dr. Joe Galati podcast, broadcasting high above the Texas Medical Center in Houston, purveyor of all things related to the liver, health and wellness, nutrition, food and cooking, and all-around doctor banter and witty repartee with our experts that visit us. Our website is drjoegalati.com. If you'd like to send me a note, subscribe to our newsletter, or even see me as a patient. If you want to call and be part of the program, dial us at 888-438-9431. And now, on with the podcast. We're here every Sunday evening between 7 and 8 p.m. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. The name of the program is Your Health First, broadcasting from our world headquarters at 740 KTRH in Houston and broadcasting worldwide on the iHeartRadio app, as well as our podcast, the Dr. Joe Galati podcast, which is available on our website if you go to drjoegalati.com, drjoegalati.com. That is what I'd like to think the portal to get in touch with us. You could sign up for our newsletter, which will be going out in a probably another week or so. Learn about our medical practice, Liver Specialists of Texas, of course, our radio program, Your Health First, and all of our social media is posted there. So for this week's program... We're going to be talking about some interesting things that are in the news. The month of October is cardiac arrest or sudden cardiac arrest awareness month. And I will go over the things that all of you need to know. And what I have always been saying is that when you listen to this program, you may be totally into health and wellness. People have told me that when they listen to this show, they put on scrubs and sit in front of their radio. They sit in front of their computer wearing scrubs like they are totally into what I am saying. Others are finding this for the first time, and they say, well, this is pretty interesting. Let me stay tuned in. But what I guarantee every week is that you will have actionable information to take away with with yourself, meaning you're going to learn something that can help you tonight, tomorrow, the next week. Share it with a buddy, your BFF, husband, wife, kid, coworker, boss, something that will make their life better. I guarantee that. And there have been programs where we highlight the points you need to know, but there's so many of them that what is interesting to you may not be interesting to another person. And, you know, five minutes later, we come out with something else that is very special to you or meaningful to you. So be on the lookout for that actionable information for you. So with that said, we're going to be talking about sudden cardiac arrest or sudden cardiac death, what you need to know about. We're also going to delve into a moderately, moderately, I say, not highly, moderately controversial area of this whole craze of celery juice. Juicing celery for the last few years has turned into the cure-all for everything from fungus toe to bad breath to cancer, depression, autoimmune disease, and I uh, am going to try to tackle it. 
So stay tuned for that. Do not change your dial. All right, in the uh, one of the uh, one of the trending stories, and certainly it was something at work for the past few weeks. A lot of patients have been calling. Friends have stopped me on the street and asked me about this. It all has to do with the Zantac recall because in the drug Zantac, which is also known as ranitidine, there are traces of a carcinogenic compound, NDMA, and I'll tell you what that stands for. And so patients are calling the office, friends are calling to say, now what do I do? I've been taking Zantac for five years. Am I going to get cancer? Do I need to switch? Should I be on it? All right, well, let me, let me try to sort of put this in perspective. So Sanofi, which is a French drug maker, they're the ones that make over-the-counter Zantac, also known as ranitidine. And the FDA first alerted, and, and this sort of went out, uh, a month or so ago, that Zantac, made by Sanofi, the brand name, has a cancer-causing contaminant in it. Now, everybody got on the bandwagon. Everybody started pulling Zantac off the shelves. Even the companies like Walgreens, CVS, Walmart, that have all these generic versions they're pulling it off. Everybody is running from Zantac. And of course, Sanofi gave a statement saying Sanofi is committed to transparency and will continue to communicate results with health authorities for the ongoing testing and work with them to make informed decisions based on available data and evidence, the company said. So what they found is this, this compound, NDMA, which it's a, it's a nitrosamine, which is the same stuff you find in salami. It's called N-nitrosodimethylamine, N-nitrosodimethylamine, which is believed to be carcinogenic in humans. And they mention here it's found in cured meats like salami, pepperoni, things like that. Now, the same compound was found in a blood pressure pill, Valsartan, a couple of years ago, and that created a big stink. And so the recommendations are, if you're on Zantac, get off it until we figure out what's going on. There are other drugs in that class. One is cimetidine, which used to be or still is called Tagamet, and Pepsid. These were all over the counter. Now, the bigger question I have for all of you listening tonight is, do you really need to be on Zantac? Zantac really is not meant to be on for five or six years. You're taking it because you have bloating, belching, heartburn, gastroesophageal reflux disease, which uh, we go uh, the acronym GERD, G-E-R-D. Now, if you have chronic heartburn and you're taking Zantac, there's a high likelihood that you are self-medicating yourself. Now, GERD, heartburn, reflux, 
for the most part, may simply be related to you overindulging, overeating, a little too much barbecue, maybe a little bit too much alcohol at the barbecue or crawfish boil or wedding, whatever it was, for occasional once-in-a-while indigestion. In most situations, taking two Tums would be fine. Taking a little Maalox or Mylanta or something like Gaviscon, these are all antacids. Cut the acid down. But if you are requiring any of these medications on a regular basis that you would not think of staying off these medicines or stopping it because the reflux, especially at night, is so bad, you need to see your physician or better see a gastroenterologist because long-standing reflux, long-standing GERD can lead to ulcers in the esophagus, narrowing and scarring in the esophagus, and there is a condition which many of you have heard me say before, something called Barrett's esophagus. This has this is essentially a pre-malignant, pre-cancerous type of mucosa or lining in the esophagus in response to reflux, long-standing reflux, that could turn to cancer, cancer of the esophagus. And so the situation that I see all the time as a gastroenterologist, as seeing patients like this, is that they have had years and years and years of heartburn. They start off taking Zantac every once in a while. Then they take Zantac every day. Then it's two Zantacs a day, one in the morning, one at night. And that is a huge red flag, self-medicating. It just is not supposed to be like that. Now, why there is all of a sudden this burst of reflux and GERD, and let alone the other class of drugs, the purple pill, omiprazole, Nexium, Protonics, these are called proton pump inhibitors. These are many, many, many times more potent than the Zantac class. Zantac falls into what's called an, an H2 blocker. Effective, but weaker than the super strong proton pump inhibitors, which themselves cause adverse events and side effects. But the problem is, People are self-medicating themselves. You could get these at a, at a gas station. And so you need to be mindful that if, and, and this is the question I want to ask everybody tonight, or ask your husband or ask your wife or ask your mother-in-law. If you were to stop taking Zantac or Pepsid or the proton pump inhibitor, Protonix or Nexium, would you be okay or would you break somebody's arm to get your medication back. If you cannot do without the medicine, that is really a bad sign. And you may be putting yourself at risk by not getting it looked at. All right, so that is the actionable information for this first segment. How about that? See, I told you you'd have some actionable information tonight. We're going to take a break. I will be back. I think we'll talk about sudden cardiac death when I get back. We're going to talk about celery juice as well. Don't forget, go to drjogalati.com. Sign up for our newsletter. 
Everything we do is posted there. All right, hope you're having a good Sunday evening. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. everybody hope you're having an awesome sunday night don't forget go to drjoegalati.com drjoegalati.com you know it's uh it's hard to say now it seems so early but the holiday season is coming around and i would say if you haven't already picked up a copy of eating yourself sick the book I wrote earlier last year. If you go to drjoegalati.com or Amazon, you could find out information about eating yourself sick. Now, if you go to uh, the website, drjoegalati.com, a pop-up comes up, and you could sign up and download a audio version of it, a chapter. You could get an audio chapter. The book's available, hardcover, Kindle, and Audible. So if you want to test drive it, get a free chapter, go to drjoegalati.com. All right, coming up, we're going to be talking about the celery diet scam or reality. I'll leave it to you to figure out. Very interesting, though. It, 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 it sort of gets under my skin just a little bit, but uh, you, we'll, we'll, talk, uh, we'll talk later. All right, in the, uh, the remaining time here, it is the month of October is... Sudden Cardiac Death Awareness Month. And, you know, this always strikes me as something interesting that we should talk about. So the first thing I want to say is this is different than a heart attack. Cardiac arrest is where the heart muscle malfunctions and just simply stops beating. This is usually an electrical problem. The nerves and the wiring in the heart go berserk, and your heart typically, for all intents and purposes, stops beating. Now, a heart attack, which hopefully you know, is when blood flow to the heart through the coronary arteries, the arteries that go to the heart muscle, are blocked and you basically starve the heart muscle of oxygen and blood flow, and that part of the heart muscle is damaged, and thus you have a heart attack. But what happens is, this is the typical story of somebody just dropping dead. They're on the tennis court. They are at the airport. They're on, the, the, uh, on line at the bank, anywhere. And this could happen to really anybody. This is not just an old man's disease. So it can happen to everybody. Now, the, the key thing about sudden cardiac arrest is that the person goes down, they become unresponsive, and they're not breathing. They're basically dead. 
Now, if you do not attempt to restore circulation, nearly 100% of these people will be dead within a few minutes. Now, what do we need to do? What is the take-home message here? Number one, everybody has the time to learn CPR, cardiopulmonary resuscitation. Now, the thing is, and a lot of you are probably sitting there saying, grossed out, mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, ain't going to do it. CPR now can be done with just the compressions, no mouth-to-mouth, number one. So get over that. Number two is when you learn CPR, which these people need, you learn how to use an automatic external defibrillator, AED. And these things are hanging up all over the place. Airports, schools, gymnasiums, airports, train stations, churches. So you probably look at these things and say, wow, what what is in that red container, that red box on the wall? Well, what we're going to do right now, time goes so fast on this Sunday. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to continue with sudden cardiac arrest. All right? I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Don't forget, drjoegalati.com. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Dr. Joe Galati. Your Health First is the name of the program. Raising your health IQ one listener at a time. DrJoeGalati.com is our website. Check it out. He was a hard-headed man. He was brutally handsome. And she was terminally pretty. She held him up and he held up for ransom in a heart of the cold, cold city. In the um, prior segment... We started uh, talking in the prior segment about the month of October is Sudden Cardiac Arrest Awareness Month. And if you're just joining us, Sudden Cardiac Arrest is literally where the person just, their heart stops, usually, almost always, related to some sort of electrical storm, as we like to say, the, the rhythm of the heart either goes super fast or super slow, but basically the person drops dead. This is not a heart attack. A heart attack has to do with impaired blood flow through the arteries to a certain part of the heart muscle, causing it to be injured and it doesn't pump as well. You get chest pain. But the vast majority of the time, it does not result in sudden death. And when you look at the numbers about sudden cardiac death, there's about 350,000 people each year. And it could happen to anybody, infants, children, teenagers, adolescents, people in their 30s, 40s, no signs of heart disease. You do not have to have a known history of heart disease. And many times, and it's a very sad story where you get a notice that 
someone, someone's husband died or someone's wife died. And many times you hear, my goodness, they went to yoga five times a week. They were a vegetarian. They were on no medicines. How the hell does this happen? Well, it's a very complicated process behind it. But to survive sudden cardiac arrest, and this is the key, and this is where all of you, the great listeners of Your Health First, the victim of sudden cardiac death has got to receive life-saving defibrillation from an automated external defibrillator, AED. And as I was saying before, you want to get one of these attached to the victim within four to six minutes. You want to get it there within 30 seconds. Hey, if that's me, I want somebody to run up and say, 10 seconds, boom, paddles are on, the pads are on. But what happens is to treat the electrical storm, all this crazy abnormal electrical activity in the heart, you have to shock the heart to, to try to set it back into a normal rhythm. Basically, it's like you're rebooting your computer. Ah, your computer's locked up. What do you do? Hit the reset button. This is what the AED does automatic or automated external defibrillator. And hopefully now that you're aware of it, you pay attention as you're walking through the mall, school, college campus, restaurant, whatever the situation is, hospital, you hopefully can stop and look and say, yes, I know an AED is right here. They have them out at ball fields, softball fields, uh, pools, gymnasiums, uh, sport clubs, country clubs. They're everywhere because people drop dead everywhere. This is not something that people just have these sudden cardiac death at the airport only. Though, trivia, airport is like the number one place to have a heart attack. So stressful. Now, The key thing is CPR, cardiopulmonary resuscitation, what everybody knows, pressing on the chest to circulate blood manually in a sense. As I said earlier, the new CPR does not require mouth-to-mouth breathing. You can do it. It is the best to do it, but there are ways of doing CPR without the artificial respiration. So if you're a little squeezy on that, you could still learn CPR. But what I would recommend all of you do, tomorrow morning, somebody in your family contact the American Red Cross or the American Heart Association and say, me, we, my family, my staff at work want to take a CPR course. Now, in the CPR course, you will learn the risk factors for heart disease, the early warning signs of a heart attack, stroke, choking, how to manage choking with the Heimlich maneuver. I don't think they call it the Heimlich maneuver anymore. Abdominal thrusts. 
but also in the class, you will learn how to operate an AED. Now, the thing about the AED, and this is really pretty wonderful. These are automatically going to tell you what to do. You open you open the, the container up, the box, uh, uh, the case, whatever it's in, and there are instructions that uh, a, a third grader could read. Where to put pad A, pad B, what button to turn on. It will automatically decide what to do, how to shock the person. You don't have to do any interpretation. You don't need any medical knowledge. You just have to have the willingness to help a fellow human being. That is it. And if you could get CPR started, of course, you're going to call 911 immediately. Start CPR, call 911, get an AED attached. There's a much higher likelihood that you're going to save this person's life. And wouldn't that be a great feeling? And so I have posted on the website some references regarding heart attack and sudden cardiac death and AEDs. And I think, let me just see what I got here. I think it would be worthwhile for you to share with your family. This is a good family bonding activity. Hopefully you should be able to sell that to the kids. But when you look at this, this is a great example of all of you having a greater awareness, a greater mindfulness. So if you take this CPR course and you know a little bit about sudden cardiac death, you're probably going to be a little bit more mindful about your own health. And if you're learning about risk factors for heart disease, be it smoking, diabetes, obesity, sleep apnea, kidney problems, high cholesterol, hypertension, by learning about it, meaning how do you do CPR, hook up an AED, be aware of sudden cardiac death, I think you're going to take care of yourself a little better. You're going to look in the mirror and say, wow, this is really bad stuff. I don't want this. What do I have to do? Stop smoking. Exercise more. Drop those 10, 15 pounds you've been trying to do since you got married. All right? So all in all, these are valuable things. And you get your kids involved and and start the next generation of awareness and insight and mindfulness about health and wellness. Maybe you'll eat better. And wouldn't that be just great for everybody? I think so. All right. Can't believe it. The final segment is coming up of tonight's Your Health First. We're going to be talking about celery and the whole, I guess we could call it a scam about celery juicing. A week does not go by that somebody calls or emails me about what do I think about celery, celery juicing. Well, Dr. Joe Galati is going on the record. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Always wonderful being here with all of you. Take care. To the left and to the right. Buildings towering to the sky.
Final segment of this week's Your Health First. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Our website is drjoegalati.com. Sign up for our newsletter. Send me a message. Download a copy, free chapter of our audio book. And there's information about our medical practice, Liver Specialists of Texas, and all of our social media posts are there, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn. It's all there. See what we're all up to. DrJoeGalati.com is the place to go. All right. So we were talking about celery juice and how this is the absolute craze, cure-all, greatest thing on earth that is going to save us all from chronic disease. Now, I have always said that you first have to have a healthy dose of skepticism when anybody comes off and says, this one single product, this one single fruit, or vegetable, or vitamin is the cure-all. You have to be bright enough to think that, wait a second, maybe this this just is not right. And so many, many, many times, especially recently, kale. Kale is the, is the cure-all. Well, I, kale is good for you, but you shouldn't just eat kale. If you want a kale salad, go ahead. But throw in onions, peppers, tomatoes, green onions, you name it. Throw some fruit in there. But there is no one single food that is going to cure, treat, or retard a certain disease or condition. It's, it's, it just doesn't work that way. So that's why when something will come out and they'll say, uh, avocados are great for breast cancer. So everybody starts eating avocados. Well, it's not that. It's all the other phytonutrients that you need to get from a balanced diet. The science stands behind that. You don't want to eat junk, but you say, hey man, I'm eating my avocados and I'm not going to get breast cancer. That's not the way it works. And so when you see this whole celery thing come up, Right away, the bells and whistles have to go off. Now, what is it said to do? Okay, now a lot of this is anecdotal, meaning people just are telling their own stories without any sort of scientific background. They had a problem, they had an ache, they had a rash, they were depressed, they got on celery juice and by goodness, they're better, okay? Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everybody is talking about it. And some of the remedies are for digestive disorders, autoimmune disorders, psoriasis, acne, chronic fatigue syndrome, acid reflux, shingles, strep bacteria, and it helps with weight loss. Now, the person behind... All of this is a gentleman by the name of Anthony Williams. He is the originator of this celery juice craze. Now, if you look at what has been written by other 
scientists, researchers, University of California, Dr. Rachel E. Shearer, assistant research scientist in nutrition at University of California, Davis. There is no scientific evidence to support any of the claims made. There aren't large studies in humans on the topic, and the little research that exists on the vegetable has been cellular or animal, nothing in human. Somebody else, Dr. Elizabeth Bradley, medical director of Cleveland Clinic Center for Functional Medicine. There's no proof that it does what it is claimed to do. Now, it's celery juice is not bad for you. There are certain vitamins. There's a little bit of fiber. There are phytonutrients. It is an antioxidant, but so is spinach. So is a carrot. Why are we not mixing celery with carrots and tomatoes and peppers and spinach? I don't know. People just want to do the celery. Okay? Now, in juicing it, you are going to lose some of the fiber. Now, it's not the greatest source of fiber, but it does have a little bit of fiber. But by juicing it, you're going to destroy some of it. And as I said earlier, like kale, like spinach, like carrots, there are antioxidant properties. So it may be of benefit as an antioxidant. Now, the biggest problem that I I have with Mr. Williams is that he has absolutely no medical or formal training in nutrition, yet he is making all of these these statements and, and making people run wild to juice celery. Now, what he says is he describes himself as a medical medium, and his process is pretty unconventional. This is a quote. Spirits start to talk to me, and I write every word exactly the way the spirits want me to write it until I have a stack of notepads many feet high. It's a gift that was given to me. Now, I think you have to look at this and say, this guy is getting his medical directions from a spirit. Some people would call that schizophrenia. And so somebody that has no scientific training, there is no research, he has not even experimented personally with this, you have to be very suspect. So for everybody that, you know, without coming after me, all of the medical claims, I would say, are anecdotal and there is no scientific proof. Is celery juice bad for you? No, it is not bad for you. Should it be part of your diet? Yes, you could throw celery into your morning smoothie, chop it up into your salad, uh, make a, a, a vegetable dish with it. You could bake it. You could grill it. Of course, that is good. But to think that this is the cure-all, I think you're going to come up a little short. It sort of sounds... I'd like to hear from somebody that is, is using the celery juice and has felt better, I'm sure. Now, there may be a huge placebo effect. Very tough to tell. All right, we will all see you next Sunday evening. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Hope you are going to have a great rest of the evening. Take care. 
Stay well, eat a well-rounded, balanced diet, and exercise. We'll see you next Sunday night. Thanks for listening today to our podcast. Don't forget, for more information, check out drjoegalati.com. Information about my book, Eating Yourself Sick, is available there, as well as our clinical practice, radio program, and social media links. We need you to be part of our tribe and community. Until we meet again, I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Ciao.